Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Armchair GMs. I'm your host, Tommy Tellerino, and alongside me today is the one and only, the number one Yankees fan, Niners fan, Chicago Bulls fan, Luka Doncic fan, Call of Duty fan, Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how are we doing today? Um, I'm doing great. It really makes me sound like a bandwagon when you really put it all, to, no. all together like that. Um. I promise everybody I'm not, though. I've supported those teams, you know, through thick and thin. And it's a lot of thin. Not, it's, it's not been very promising for any of those teams in the playoffs or rebuilding or anything. I'm a Luka fan. He misses the playoffs, you know. It just it is what it is. But I'm doing Sounds good like today, Tommy. Uh, yes, I am cursed. I'm cursed. It's okay. But You're I'm, doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah I'm doing good today. Uh, in seven days, the draft is is starting. Uh, on day one, right? Roger Goodell uh, will be booed. Bryce Young looking like he's gonna go one on one. The odds just changed. He's canceled all of his other visits. Uh, looks like he's the overwhelming favorite, but you know, it could just be smokescreen. It is smokescreen season. Teams are trying to manipulate the board of the leaks and media manipulation. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, only time can tell if he is one. There goes my mock draft already out the door. Uh, it is what it is. But we left off at 17, I believe. 1 through 16 was electric. We had some studs through the first half of the draft, I will say. But today... We got 17 through 31, like we mentioned last episode. There is no 32nd pick because the Miami Dolphins are scummy. They uh, they lost their first round pick for, was it tanking? Was that was the reason or tampering? Uh, I think it was tampering with either Sean Payton or Tom Brady. Yeah. It could also have been the tanking thing. It was a combination of all of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they don't have a first round pick. So only 31 picks in the first round. And um, if we want to have a 30-second pick, uh, it's Chase Claypool. That's what he got traded for. That's right. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, that's higher than what he went in the draft. But we'll start out <laughs> with the team that did trade him. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, number 17. Who you got going there? Uh, you had this guy going in the first mock draft. I have him going here. Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia. Uh, he started 15 games for Georgia, did well, but he is a little inexperienced. My comp form, Tommy, legendary. He is this guy is my first team all names team. He will always be, always have a spot. Debrika Shaw right. Ferguson, great tackle for the Jets. He has good size, athleticism for a tackle, good awareness, keeps his feet moving. He's a great athlete, and that's a, that's a theme in this draft. We have great athletes. Size is kind of a concern for most of them, but he has the whole package. He just lacks starting experiences. He's a little raw, but the Steelers, they need an impact tackle. They need someone who can be an anchor for them, and I think, you know, give this guy a year of experience, and he can be that. So I really like this pick for the Steelers here. It's a great way to start their draft off. Yeah, I mean, I have him going to Green Bay because I think they're going to get rid of uh, Bakatari, and they might lose their other tackle, but – like you said, this man, this man could be a stud. I um, I went on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they had really two concerns going into the draft: the Steelers, 
Offensive line, which has kind of been a little bit of the problem the past couple years. They got a little bit better last year. And then the defensive side, their secondary corner specifically, it's not the best. It hasn't been that great compared to Steelers standards. So at 17, I haven't taken um, Deontay Banks, uh, corner from Maryland. I think, you know, Steelers, they lose out on some of the bigger offensive tackles in the draft already off the board. They are also losing on some of the top corners, but I think they grabbed Banks. Uh, they met with him early on through pre-draft interviews. Mike Tomlin seems to like him. Plus, they also bring in Patrick Peterson. He can mentor the rookie, and I think he can grow as that star corner for the Steelers. Yeah, Deontay Banks, I like that pick a lot. Um, it was between him and Jones for me. Great speed, great athlete out of Maryland. Um, yeah, I really like that pick. And then we'll go next, number 18, Detroit. Uh, I, they had the sixth pick earlier in the draft, so and that was with the Rams trade. This is their original, or yeah, sixth pick. Uh, who you got them taken with the 18th pick? This is my personal favorite pick. This is a Dan Campbell certified hood banger. Calajay Cancy, the D lineman out of Pitt. I'm going to go ahead, Tommy. I'm, I can't give you a player comp, okay? okay? I can't say the name, but you can. You see it in, in our documentary. I see, you see it. it. I see it. Listen, he plays the same position. They're undersized. They went to the same university. <sighs> Listen, man, I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay? I'm not. I'm they just saying the same, same position. Though. Same position, same college. Never been in the same room. Undersized. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, not saying it. You. I'm yeah. just thinking it. Uh, but this, this kid right here, he's one of my draft crushes, I must say. He has a great story. Uh, and the way he plays is phenomenal. Extremely high motor. He doesn't take plays off. He is relentless in the pass rush. Has versatility to line up across the defensive line. Has been productive. Great short area quickness. Tested also very similarly to the player that I'm not saying is his player comp. I'm just saying there's some You're just stating. Yeah. Just stating. Yeah. Great short area quickness like that person. And a good set of pass moves, pass rush moves right now out of the box. Um, you know, no batteries needed. This kid, he's got all the juice when he comes out of the box. Battery, batteries come with the box, yeah. Exactly. Tweener size concerns, obviously, again, common theme. Uh, struggles against bigger competition and may ultimately be a Solomon Thomas type. He may be a rotational type player. You know, not true edge. Also, maybe he's maybe he's not Aaron Donald, and he's just a little too small to play in the interior and be productive. But the kid had 30 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, and seven sacks. I'm willing to bet that he is productive in the NFL. Calajay Cansey, love that kid. I mean, you stole the show right there with that, that pick. The description, the comp, everything, the stats, the uh, traits, the weaknesses. Oh, my God. That was that was a great one. That was your best one, I think. But thank you. I I think he'd fit in great with Detroit. I think it's a great pick. But there's a guy on here who I think's gonna break some kneecaps for Dan Campbell. Played the same position as Dan Campbell, and Dan Campbell probably sees a little bit of himself in him. 
and that's the Notre Dame guy, Michael Mayer. I know you're a big fan of Michael Mayer. Uh, we've talked about him a lot, how there's a lot of potential there for him to be, I don't want to say one of the best tight ends ever, but maybe like a baby Gronk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Matt, so We've been calling him that since his freshman year, man. Yeah. I mean, go watch the tape. Uh, you've, you can talk about him a little bit more, but, you know, I think adding him, the Lions boost their offense. They grab a versatile mayor. They kind of had Hawkinson, but they got some capital for him. And they kind of can replace him with someone who has probably the same ceiling as uh, Hawkinson, I think. He can run up the field. He can open up lanes in the run game. He's a red zone receiver. And I think, like I said, he's got that kneecap biting mentality in him. He's got that dog in him. He, You know, he does have that dog in him. He's used to being one of the only threats on a Notre Dame offense going. He'd, you know, be the two or three, maybe even fourth option in Detroit. Uh, built like a tank, obviously. I mean, I've discussed it. Um, yeah, he would fit in with Detroit. Also, Brock Wright, another Notre Dame guy, on the roster already. So that, that tight end room would be elite, obviously. Electric. Bunch of four-star recruits there in Detroit. Absolutely. <laughs> Bunch of Notre Dame. <laughs> Business acumen is amazing. They can Bring in Ian house. Book. <laughs> Just com- combine them all. Get Claypool, trade for him. And he lost, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Zay Jones. DJ Chart. I mean, come on. Bring bring the Notre Dame guys home. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on to number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'll have you start because, yeah, we have different players for this one. Uh, who you got there? Um, had this guy going in the first mock draft in the top 16. I moved some picks around. Oh, I think I found him an oh. even better home. Uh, that's why okay. I didn't have him in the top 16. Even better. Tampa Bay needs help on the edge. They need help at quarterback. They're not going to be able to get one. So your best bet is to get an edge rusher with some potential, with some speed that can bring that defense back to life a little bit. And Todd Bowles can maybe keep this team afloat in what is an atrocious division in the NFC South. Nolan Smith. Guy out of Georgia, he's used to the hot weather, you know, that 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 fits. Right. Um, Nolan Smith, I have him as a great value, Hassan Reddy. Listen, Flash is on film, he's agile, he's really athletic off the edge, great athleticism is always around the ball. Um, not too many concerns, to be honest. He is kind of maybe a little bit of a developmental player. Um, coming off a season-ending peck, so that, you know, peck injuries are tough, especially for edge rushers. And a little undersized. Again, a theme. A lot of these guys are undersized. But 18 tackles, 7 tackles for loss, 3 sacks. That was only in 8 games. Um, I think he could potentially be the Shaq Barrett replacement. Shaq Barrett's still there. He could, you know, flourish beside him if Shaq Barrett gets all the way back um, from his injury. Really love that pick. And I think he is the perfect fit in Tampa Bay. That is my dream fit for him. Um, You know what? I also thought um, Nolan Smith would be good there, but I kind of forgot I had him in the top sixteen already. <laughs> so I'm I'm right there with you. You you nailed everything right there. I completely agree with you, but I I have to change it up a little bit. So I'm actually I'm I'm doing something on the fly. I'm changing up my own mock on the fly right now for Tampa. I'm going, we talked about him last episode. I'm going Lucas Van Ness. I think um I think he had him going to Philly. Yeah. 
I think he'll fit in really well on this Tampa Bay uh, defensive side. You know, I believe it was um, Devin White. You know, he asked for a trade. I think he can kind of be a replacement a little bit with that. I think he'd fit right in. He can grow a little bit in this Tampa defense. They can still compete, but I don't think the expectations are too high to where there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. You can grow, be a leader, and kind of fit out of that rotational player mold coming out of Iowa. Yeah, uh, you know, I completely agree. He could definitely learn behind those vets that they got. And like we said, he was a rotational player, and he does need a little bit of experience, but that's a really good fit in Tampa for him as well. And we'll go on to 20 now. Uh, 20, the Seattle Seahawks, which they have a top pick already, so this is their second pick in the first round. Jordan, who you got going to Seattle? This was a tough one. Um, listen, I had Hendon Hooker here. I won't lie. Um, I thought this would be a, a decent spot if they don't oh, yeah. they don't take Anthony Richardson and Will Levis up top, which I had uh, all four of the quarterbacks going off the board for it first, so they didn't have an opportunity. Um, thought he can learn behind Geno, but I have age concerns with Hendon Hooker. He's already twenty five. Um, Obviously, system, he's coming from not really a pro-style system. So I had some concerns. I just left him off the board. But instead, Seattle gets a mauler. Osiris Torrance out of Florida. First-team All-American. Started 11 games. Reminds me so much of Roger Saffold. Um, Big, physical, will be productive day one. This kid is NFL-ready when it comes to the run game. He is dominant. Gets to the second level. If you're corner or safety, you don't want to see this human being coming at you. You're not getting by him. You will be pancaked. It's just as simple as that. Pancake warning. This kid needs to be sponsored by IHOP. Okay? That's that's the level I'm talking about. Uh, listen, the only concerns, he's an interior guy. They don't get drafted high unless they're Quentin, John, or Quentin Nelson. Sorry. And... Um, he probably needs to be in a power gap scheme. He's not very quick. He's not going to be a Kyle Shanahan type interior guy that's going to get out on the edge. And he's not like that. But Seattle has Kenneth Walker and he wants to run through your face. So that, you know, I think that's a perfect fit. Yeah. And you know what? It adds to that young Seattle offensive line. They took two tackles, I believe, last year or and they, at least yes, one. And they're both productive. Both productive. Yeah. And they really stood out unless they were facing the 49ers. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Osiris, he's serving up flapjacks all day long. Put him at Waffle House. Put him at IHOP. Give him that sponsorship right now because that's all he knows is pancakes, baby. Uh, Seattle, I had him taking defense early with Jalen Carter at uh, D-Tackle. You know, I think uh, there's character issues there still, uh, but I believe his interviews are going well. So I don't think he's going to fall that much. But I think what Seattle's going to do, they really need some defensive help. So I think they're going to go out, also draft another defensive pick in the 20, with the 20th pick. I'm going Miles Murphy, D-end out of Clemson. Um, Seattle probably could take him at number five. He's that talented. Uh, but I think with Jalen Carter on the board, they'll fall to him. And I think Murphy, if he's there at 20, Seattle could walk away with winners of the draft, with two defensive threats. Yeah, um, getting, again, getting edge rushers, never a bad idea if you're, the NFL, if you're in the NFL, especially guys that have the pedigree and the, the upside of a Miles Murphy and a Jalen Carter, like you said. I had him taking Will Anderson. Um, I just like how the board played out. I liked how Osiris was sitting there. I think they could use the yeah. interior help. 
But I, I, you know, if they take Miles Murphy at twenty, I don't think anyone's going to bat an eye at why they did it. He's, you know, has great upside out of off the edge. It wouldn't be exactly the Legion of Boone, but it's it's got a little bit of potential. Uh, Bobby Wagner probably will be in the retirement home by the time they elevate that. I will say, and Blitz Boy Jamal Adams will be back on the field. Let's see if he will be as productive, but. We'll go to pick number 21 now, the Los Angeles Chargers, which I think could go a lot of ways, but I believe me and you have the same exact pick. I believe. Let do me look. Because yeah, we do. It makes the most like, sense. We, we like Justin yeah. Herbert. And yeah. As, as fantasy football managers, um, we want it. Yeah. We want this. Um, Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of yeah. USC. Keep him on the West Coast. Listen, Tommy, That's I'm going right. to set the scene for you. Justin Herbert, elite young quarterback. Austin Eckler, aging running back. 27, 28. You know, they're looking to kind of either give him an extension or play some something. Wide receivers, Mike Williams. He walks down the stairs and gets injured. Keenan Allen, he's 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 got one he has a pulled foot. hamstring every season now. One foot out the door of the NFL. Um, I think he's going to be productive in, you know, later into his career. But listen, the not the same guy anymore. He has injuries. Both of those guys are never on the field. Get Justin Herbert a weapon, a guy that can go deep, a guy that can sit behind these two, learn from them, be the next uh, amazing wide receiver for the Chargers. Jordan Addison is that smooth route runner, good short area burst. You know, people will see him as a slot because of his size, but he can beat you deep. I've seen it on tape. He makes corners look silly when he's going deep. Uh, it always makes the first guy miss after the catch. Um, it's kind of shocking that he won't be in the conversation to go 12 where I had JSN going, but he just hasn't tested that great in the offseason or tested poorer than expected. But last year, 59 catches, 875 yards, eight touchdowns, 14.8 yards. Uh, Yards per reception. I have him as like a great value, Devontae Smith. And I guess that I guess that comp for me comes from his frame. He's very small, slim, kind of the same type. Or like a Darnell Mooney type. Um, I think he'd fit perfectly. Any receiver, honestly, would fit next to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But Jordan Addison brings what they're missing. Yeah, and I mean, when I was going over this pick, I was like, man, maybe Bijan does fall to L.A., and, you know, with Eckler wanting out, they just say, here, here you go, Robinson, take over for us. And I was like, maybe they do need offensive linemen. They, um, the offensive line was a little shaky, but they were banged up. Uh, they could probably could have gone D-tackle, you know, with Kansas City. They need to apply a little bit more pressure on uh, Mahomes. They haven't done a pretty good job with that. But I'm with you. I think, you know, you got to add Addison because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're going to combine for like, what, five games probably <laughs> next year? Yeah, I mean, they just, I mean it's, it's always injured. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, between Mike Williams being like the, the guy from SpongeBob who uh, I walked and broke my leg, I fell down the stairs and <laughs> broke my arm. And it's just like Keenan Allen, great receiver for many years, but he's on, like you said, he's on the back half of his career. Uh, Addison, excellent separator, big play threat. He could step into the receiver role at three for this year probably. And honestly, if he steps up, I can see Keenan Allen next year being cut and he takes over as wide receiver one because Mike Williams will be hurt as usual. But (laughs) (laughs) 
I also saw, you know, Zay Flowers is mocked here as well. But with, I think Zay Flowers is going to be off the board by then. But Jordan Addison, I think that'd be a great pick. Absolutely. And we'll go. We'll go. Um, we'll go with Baltimore with a twenty-second pick. Um, the B- Baltimore Lamar Jacksons. Who do they select? I've got them keeping the Maryland kid, someone you just talked about. Keep him in state. Keep him in 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 Maryland in the DMV. Deontay Banks, corner. Uh, 38 tackles, an interception, eight pass breakups. Like I said, elite athlete, legit 4-3 speed, good instincts, good anticipation, all the things you want to see from a really good corner. Um, Only thing is, and I don't know why he does this, he gives up too much cushion on in-breaking routes, and he can get beat and let the receiver get across his face, and you don't really want that. He gets grabby when that happens when he gets beat. Um, I don't think he realizes that he runs as fast as he does. Press them, please. You you can keep up. He can keep up with any receiver, any receiver in the NFL. He won't have a trouble keeping up with as long as he gets their hand, gets his hands on him at the line. Um, kind of reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore. That's my player comp for him. But I like this kid a lot. I think he could help Baltimore. Marcus Peters, you know, being a free agent, they they need to reload that cornerback room a little bit. Um, like this pick. Yeah, and. Helps out with that Baltimore defense, which I always feel like Baltimore, it's their bread and butters on the defensive side. They've always had strong defense. Past couple of years, it's kind of fell off a little bit. You know, there's been trouble in the secondary with injuries, it feels like, every year. The interior line and the defensive line and the edge rushers, they are they're they're older now. And, you know, we yeah. saw that with Calais Campbell. He got released. So I'm going with your guy who could be Aaron Donald, could not be Aaron Donald. I'm going Cancy here. You know, I think he's basically a fill-in for Calais Campbell. Much younger. Ceiling is very high. And they can be those Baltimore bullies again. Hey, hey, Cancy, yeah, I, I can't see a world where it's a bad <laughs> pick, okay? I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I he's like that it. good. Yeah, I, I just love that kid. He plays with so much energy. Um, like I said, he may or may not be Aaron Donald. Who knows? Um, not saying that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if he goes to Baltimore, you know, you go to San Francisco. If we trade into the first round, love that. You know, who, who knows? Never know. Could happen. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go pick twenty three here. The Minnesota Vikings. I want um, you to start this one off because I you saw want me your write-up st- for it, okay. and it was, it was excellent. Yeah. So I saw your pick. I That makes sense now. I made this before the reports came out that Delvin Cook could be cut. So I'm, I'm going to put that out there. Um, For me, after watching Minnesota last year, and I think every NFL fan knows this, there's it's traffic cones for defense, <laughs> nothing else. It's all cones. It's pad work and cones. I mean, it's crazy. So I, I have them taking uh, Keely Ringo, D-back, Georgia. They they lost Patrick Peterson, who was probably their best defender, even though he's like <laughs> 34 years old. So I had him taking Ringo just because they don't have a defense. That's enough that should be said. The Vikings' defense is so bad that I honestly think, yes, Adam Thielen's gone. They don't really have a good wide receiver room as much. Uh, Delvin Cook, there's problems. But the whole draft should be defense. That's how bad this was. I mean, it was terrible. 
I, you know, yes. I agree with everything you just said. Everything. I don't really love the Kelly Ringo pick there. I will be honest. Um, yeah. But, it, hey, any defender, literally anybody yeah. would help that team. And, listen, I'll be honest. This is a homer pick for me. Because, listen, I said this, I think, in the last episode. At eight, I think if Jalen Carter doesn't slide or if, if there's not a quarterback there, I think Atlanta probably takes Bijou. Okay, I think they want to establish the run. They want to bring NFL back seventy-five years and only do three passes a game. And I love you know what? If you're going to do that, you might as well get the best running back available. But I listen. I have Bijan going to Minnesota because I think Dalvin Cook has lost a step. I don't think they want to pay him. I think if they cut him, you might as well at this point. You're not going to be able to take enough picks in this draft to fix the defense. That's going to have to. You're, it's a culture change, coaching change. You're going to have to hope some guys just overplay and outplay their potential. That pretty much that's what we're bet, betting on. That's like a you know two year job over there. So you might as well go all in on the offense. So if you can't get Dalvin Cook, and I know they just paid Alexander Madsen three point five million, I don't care. He's, I don't think he's that great. You know who I think is great? Bijan Robinson. And Tommy, let me tell you, I don't have to sell you. You've seen the tape. You know yeah. he's amazing. But I, to the yeah. people that may have been living under a rock, let me tell you all the positives I have for him. Game breaker. Okay, he's the best player in the draft. If he played wide receiver, he might go 101. He's that damn good. Ridiculous balance. He forces a missed tackle on every single play. I watch this kid every week. Every single play, there's a missed tackle that he touches the ball. He had like 104. It's something crazy. It's ridiculous. You want to hear the stats? I'll give you the stats. 1,580 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. 6.1 yards per carry. 18 touchdowns, 19 catches. You know what's crazy? He only had 19 catches and. Every analyst, every expert says he's probably the best receiving back in the class or the second best, depending on how you feel about Jameer Gibbs. And he only had 19 catches. So Texas wasn't even using him to the full potential. Okay? You want to hear the negatives? There's none. He plays running back. That's it. That's, that's the only negative. That's, that's he's it. The, he could be the best player in the draft. I guess if I had to give you a negative, he didn't test as well as people expected. He didn't have four four speed. He had I don't know four four, four five. Eight. Yeah, my player comp for him is Edron James. I, I mean, it's crazy. It's that simple. It's, yeah. Now, I will admit, Trent Richardson had this similar hype and you know flamed out. But Trent Richardson was like a blind locksmith. He he was a blind locksmith. He couldn't find the hole. He had no vision. So, uh, you know, I got faith in Bijan. Honestly, it's a great pick. I love it. You know, I I saw this yesterday. I want your reaction to this. Did you see uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, uh, his top five running backs of the draft? Did you see that list? I did not. Guess where he has Robinson? Five. Two. No, he's, got a, he's got Gibbs one. Hey, I respect I, it. Jameer Gibbs, okay. Gibbs is a game-breaker, great receiving back, the only thing is he's undersized, 5'9", 199 pounds, we, you know, the very DeAndre Swift-like, and we've seen what's happened with him. He's been put into a yeah. change of pace back. But I, I understand it, that he's explosive. He's not Bijan, but he's explosive. Um, that was um, 
Minnesota can't go wrong with this pick. Anything's going to be an upgrade, really. They yeah, can upgrade they can the de- up, yeah, yeah, defense, fine. I'm just saying you should just understand you're going to give up yeah. 30 points a game and just try to outscore everybody. And Bijan, you know what? He could score like five touchdowns a game if he really wanted to. Except, so and you really like, think about it. Primetime Kirk Cousins. We don't have prime yeah. Dalvin Cook. What if you had prime Dalvin Cook last year? You might win a couple primetime games because you can just hand the ball up to him. You might be in the this NFC like, Championship game. Exactly. This is like getting that. When Kirk Cousins can't pass the ball and we can't get Justin Jefferson the ball, we hand it off. He can complete handoffs. He he could do checkdowns too. That's what I'm saying. Man. It makes sense. Makes sense to me. Um, we'll go next pick, number 24, Jacksonville. I believe we both have the same one for this one as well, right? We do. Yep. Do the honors, Tommy. Which who is it? I, we went Darnell Wright, offensive lineman, Tennessee. Um, it makes sense. You know, they lost Juwan Taylor in free agency. I know they got a couple swing tackles, but I think at this pick, he's too good to pass up. I think he can start day one. Uh, the swing tackles, I believe, are both coming off uh, season-ending injuries. So that's, I don't think, playing well in Jacksonville's favor. It adds Trevor Lawrence protection. I think they might be able to get it. This could be a top tackle in the draft. He's young. Trevor Lawrence is young. Keep that connection for a while. Ronnie Bass, he's going to air that thing out. Dougie P, he's going to protect him while airing that thing out. Simple. Yes, that's that is how you win if you're Jacksonville. Um, I think if Deontay Banks would have made it here for me, I would have maybe taken yeah. him because the Shaq Griffin contract just didn't work out. They do need a corner. Um, my player comp for Darnell Wright, Morgan Moses alike. Um, it's not a sexy name to hear. You know, you want to hear Trent Williams, but he's it's just not. But he's not everyone's Trent player. Williams. Yeah. yeah, very solid. He probably is strictly a right tackle, but um, I know someone on Twitter. Uh, actually said that he was on the right tackle, and then he went off on him and uh, told him that they have no right to tell him what he is. And you know what? I don't. Right. I, again, I know nothing about football. Yeah. I'm just saying what other people are saying, just relaying the information. They're saying you might just be a right tackle. But if he plays left tackle excellently, you know, then then great. But he doesn't have great quickness, but he's a physical bruiser at right tackle, can overwhelm people with just his brute strength. Um, did not surrender a sack last year and was first team all SEC in the SEC conference. Tommy, as you know, it just means more. It's a dogfight. I mean, it's probably, would you say, the best division in college football? Easily. I don't want to say easily. You, okay. Oh, easily. You, you did go there. I wasn't just trying to disrespect <laughs> the other. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, – how he went off on the guy on Twitter because it is right. You know, he could be a guard too for Jacksonville, which that's going to help Travis Etienne as well. And that pancakes, just pancakes all around. But um, we'll go. We also had the same pick for the New York Giants, which this for me is like the Minnesota pick. You kind of can't go wrong and you know what you need to do. Do you want to take this one away or do you want me to do it? Yeah, 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 sure. Um, okay. You know, listen, this receiver class up and down between everybody. Some people only have JSN being the round one guy and everyone else is a round two, three grade. Some other people have six guys going in the first round, kind of like the tight ends. You got 14 of them going in the first round somehow. Um, that's not going to happen. There will be one or two tight ends, but I digress. I digress. I think teams are going to reach for weapons, um, especially the Giants. They need them. 
listen, they signed about 11 wide receivers this offseason. They are all between the height of 5'8 and 6 foot. They're all slot guys. They didn't sign a single outside wide receiver and Isaiah Hodgins is probably the best returning receiver on the team Oof. with Wondell Robinson being out with injury uh, with his ACL. Hopefully he comes back soon. So you need a big body, prototypical X. Let me tell you, Tommy, I know you love this player comp. I know you do. It's fine. I, I know. I do this. Okay, this is this is what I do. Quinn Johnston out of TCU, highlight machine. He can go get it. 1,069 yards, six touchdowns, 60 catches. My player comp for him is Martavius Bryant, who people – hey, stop right now. I know people are rolling their eyes. Listen, uh, he was productive when he was on the field, but with just a little bit, a little bit of Debo sprinkled in, and I'll tell you why. He has a rare combination of quickness and size, routinely makes people miss after the catch, which he played in the Big 12. So really, what is that worth? Because no one can tackle in the Big 12 or play defense. But – he averaged 8.9 yards after the catch. That's huge. 8.9 yards after the catch. He was getting almost a first down after the catch. He has a massive catch radius because he's, you know, 6'2", great arm length, and he's a big play waiting to happen. He can take anything to the house. Um, But with that being said, a concern is he doesn't use that catch radius very often. He catches bodies in his frame, a body catcher. That's kind of my concern. He's not very competitive at the catch point for his size. Not very good at running routes yet. He is kind of efficient on some of them, but he needs to just – that's more of like a polish thing. I'm not saying he's a a weak route runner, just a polish. And he did test poorer than expected. Some people were expecting him to come in at 4.4, maybe high-end 4.3 speed. He tested at like 4.5. He was a little bit shorter than advertised. People had him listed at like 6.4, 6.3, ended up at 6.2, I think, and a little bit lighter than expected, so – he hasn't had a great offseason, but I think I think he can be a great X, and they have nobody else on that roster that can be a good outside wide receiver. Yeah, and, you know, he has been hyped up in this draft class a lot. I know for a while I had the number two pick in, in our Dynasty League, and you were saying this guy, this guy's legit. He probably could be better than JSN. But like you said, he didn't really look well at the combine as advertised. He still looked good, I thought. Just yeah. not as good as people thought. And I think I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. It wasn't as advertised. It's not saying that he did bad. Four yeah. five speed's not bad. I think people like everyone thinks four five is slow. Four five is extremely fast. It's just not four three. Not four yeah. four. Which, you know, that I don't want to say it's a game changer in today's league, but it's when they do the draft combine, everyone loves the four three speed. Yes, it 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 tickles them in the right way. Um, (laughs) I I think this pick makes sense because you know they I feel like they were in on the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstake. They felt like, eh, that's probably too much for them. They got Darren Waller, who's probably their best target right now on the team. Um, It adds the X receiver just because the other best receiver that they signed is Paris Campbell, and it's like we know what we he can do. It's not much. So it makes sense. He can grow in the offense. He can grow of Daniel Jones. It's a target that there's a lot of security blanket targets on this team, I feel like. And when you have someone who can go and get that ball, I think it's going to add to the offense. And that's 
going to help Daniel Jones a little bit when he decides he wants to throw the or when when yeah, Dabble just decides he wants to throw the ball. I, I I saw where you're going with that. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. They are going to have to open up this playbook at some point. They can't just keep doing wildcat with Daniel Jones. That's pretty much what they're doing now. Eventually, yeah. they're going to have to open it up, take some shot plays, be a little bit more explosive, and Quentin Johnston can absolutely help them with that. We'll, uh, we'll go on to their division rivals with the next pick. Uh, 26, I'll have you start so I can practice a little bit saying my pick. <laughs> All right. Um, I have maybe – this is kind of a hot take, but maybe one of the best – I'm going to put him as a top three defensive player in this draft, okay? Just overall. Brian Branch, DB out of Alabama, 90 tackles, two interceptions, seven pass breakups, three sacks, 14 tackles for loss out of the safety position. I think he's the most versatile guy in this draft, always around the ball. He had the lowest missed tackle rate in the country at 3.2%. Only thing is, again, smallish frame, maybe viewed kind of like a tweener, but I'll be honest, and I told you this when you had him picked uh, 10 to Philly. I think he'd play a great slot corner immediately. I think he could be one of the best slot corners in the NFL off rip. And I think he can get there at safety too and and be good. Um, Dallas got some expiring contracts at at DB. So they, you know, they they need to shore up that position. And I have him uh, player comp to kind of like Jalen Petrie. I think they're very similar. And Jalen Petrie's doing great in Houston. And Dallas gets their own version. Yeah. And I, I think safety is a, a need for him too. Um, I think this pick could go a lot of ways for Dallas. I could see him taking if Bijan's on the board. Maybe they do take him. They love running backs. They have a rich oh, running that, back history a, there. That's a Jerry Jones pick and a half. Yeah, I've talked about that with you off camera. Absolutely, yeah. Bijan's there. And, I could. I find it hard to believe they'd pass him up just because of jersey sales and marketing. Yeah, and I mean. They're one of the most marketable team. They are the most marketable team in the NFL, yeah. so that just makes sense. I could see them taking an offensive lineman as well, just because you know the offensive line isn't what it used to be. It's getting older now. Zach Martin, he's probably on the backside of his career. They lost Frederick at center. They haven't really been able to replace him. I feel like um, they could go tight end. You know, they lost Schultz. Add another weapon for Dak. Um, but I think with this one, I think. You know, Dan Quinn's done a phenomenal job with this defense. He came in, and they were one of the worst in the league. Um, And I think they go <laughs> at a Tamiwa, at a Barre. I think I got that right. Um, you did. Good job. <laughs> okay. Probably you haven't heard from him. He's a DN from Northwestern. Uh, Dan Quinn loves versatile athletes up front. He ran a 4.49, 40-yard, 282 pounds. He checks all the boxes. And he adds another body who can get to the quarterback on this defensive line. He's an ascending player in the draft right now. And I think what's most important with this pick, I could definitely see him replacing Demarcus Lawrence. I think if Demarcus Lawrence, I I felt like the last couple of seasons, he hasn't lived up to that contract. So I could see him getting cut and then um, out of Tamiwa taking over. Yeah, um, and you know Dallas loves their their defensive line rotations. They like using a lot of bodies and keeping guys fresh, so it makes sense to get another athletic freak in there, and that's Dan Quinn's type, like you said. And we'll go 27 now, uh, Buffalo Bills. You want me to go, or who you want going first? We got different ones. Uh, You can go first. 
So we talked about him earlier. Um, I was going to go receiver for this pick because it does make sense, but I still think they're trying to get DeAndre Hopkins. So I think if they can't get DeAndre Hopkins, they'll probably go receiver. But if they do, I think that need is finished. Uh, I haven't taken Osiris Torrance. Uh, we talked about him earlier. I think it just makes sense. You know, the offensive line wasn't the best last year. They did pick up some players this year. But um, their interior offensive lineman, Ryan Bates, he's a free agent at the end of the year. I think um, he's put in Osiris. He adds a younger component to the offensive line. He can serve up some pancakes, which is definitely needed. And it's a kind of a necessity for Buffalo at this point. And uh, we talked about this in their preview the interior of that line has to improve. They have to be able to protect yeah. uh, Josh Allen, and they run kind of that vertical power uh, gap scheme, so that he fits there. Um, I like him as a player. I don't think they can go wrong with that. And I agree, if they can't get D-Hop, I think they go receiver. That's why I have them taking Josh Downs, wide receiver out of UNC, another guy that I really like, another one of my guys. Um, great film to watch. Had 1,030 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 94 catches, 10.9 yards per catch. Um, player comped him to Elijah Moore. I think they play very similarly, but he has a little Kadarius Tony in his game. And I'm not saying a whole lot, but he has a little wiggle, a little electricity when he gets the ball in his hands. Natural playmaker. He plays bigger than his frame suggests. He's only 5'9", but he had like a 72% uh, contested catch rate, which I think was the best in the country, or at least up there, which is kind of insane for a guy that's 5'9". Um, he's a great contested catch receiver, quick and sudden route runner. He shows good feel for getting open against zone, and that's a huge thing in the NFL. You're going to face a lot of zone coverage. I talked about it with JSN. He will sit down in those openings, and he will be able to give his quarterback a spot to throw the ball. Uh, only thing is, he's you know again short frame, small frame. He was a low A dot average depth of target receiver in college, so he didn't really show the big playability. But he, it's there; you can see it. It does flash on film. It just didn't show up consistently because he just had a low A dot and how they use him at UNC. But why I like this pick for Buffalo specifically is. I think he can grow into be a very good playmaker, especially learning from a guy like Stefan Diggs. And also, they don't necessarily need him to be a big play guy down the field. They still have Gabe Davis, who they said was playing through a high ankle last year, so maybe he comes in a little bit healthier and shows more than what he did last year. He had a decent season, but it wasn't anything crazy as a wide receiver, too, for Josh Allen. So just keep surrounding Josh Allen with weapons. If they get D-Hop, then they probably don't take this pick. But uh, you can't, you can't. Assume they're getting D-Hop. Yeah, and that's the thing. We don't know if the will uh, if D-Hop will get traded. But um, I think it's a great pick. It makes sense. It's a need. Um, I They released Isaiah McKenzie. I can see him filling in that role immediately. It adds to the threats. He might be able to take over Gabe Davis's job if he could run better than a straight line. So I think there's a lot of potential there. We'll go 28 now. I'll have you start because I really love this player comp that you wrote up for him. Uh, take it away for Cincinnati. Um, I wish I could say this was my own, but this is Danny Kelly from the ringer. Um, I was looking for a player comp for Dewan Jones because, listen, Tommy, he's 6'8", like 380 pounds. I Mountain. Big man. I actually <laughs> – um, I had Mountain from Game of Thrones written for his yep. player comp, which uh, makes sense. 
but I I saw this one and I laughed and I kept it. So mine was Mountain from uh from Game of Thrones, but Danny Kelly had Groot. Um, makes sense. Ridiculously long arms, tall, massive human being. Zero sacks or QB hits given up at OSU this year, and like it's massive. Uh, he's it's not pretty. I'll go ahead and let you know. You watch his tape. It's not pretty. He's not it's technically sound. They saw him when he's probably in fifth grade. He's probably like six one. He was stealing people's lunch money, and they're like, "Listen, you're gonna play offensive tackle." And he just got away with being big his whole life, and it shows up on film. Overwhelming power. You're not gonna push him off of his block. It's not gonna happen. He's he's a brick house. Simply put, he blocks his ass off. Okay, it it's not pretty. It's not fundamental, but he gets it done. Okay, he he gets the job done. He's like Bob the Builder, and he will do it every time. Slow footed. Uh, won't fit every scheme, but I think you put the mountain over there on the right side of the offensive line. Joe Burrow doesn't have to worry about it. Even if he does get beat, that defensive lineman is going to be tired after having to move that massive human being off the block. So I think he's a he's a relatively raw prospect, but I'll bet on anyone that's 6'8", 380 pounds. I, I love that pick. I mean – you give Joe Burrow some protection. You already have Orlando Brown on the other side too. Oh my God, that's that's just a match made in heaven for um for Joe Burrow, I think. And then the interior offensive line could still use some work, but the offensive line problems probably would go away if he had both of those two at tackle. For me, he's still on my board, and I this is just it's kind of a dream pick for me. Um. I got Bijan Robinson going here. I I just, I want to see him as a Bengal. It just if it's just I'd love it so much. I you know because then they're great in the offensive or in the passing game. But could you imagine if they brought in a running back like Bijan? Oh my God, the run game would be phenomenal. Joe Burrow could hit checkdowns. He'd probably have over fifty touchdowns every year. I just think it's a match made in heaven. They can cut that. Criminal Joe Mixon, he'll be out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be it's great. I what do you think about that one? Uh yeah. I it's a very similar pick to Minnesota where they have a, a, a veteran running back who's kinda, you know, hasn't shown too much in the last year. Joe Mixon a couple seasons ago, you know, was really good. Last season was kinda F for him. They, he ended up splitting time with Samaj P. Ryan. So that tells you what you know there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he has the off the field issues going on right now. Apparently they're going to ask him if he take, wants to take a pay cut. If he doesn't, they'll cut him and listen, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Alvin Cook, Joe Mixon, as your, those issues can be solved with one B. John Robinson. Um, I love that pick. It would be amazing for fantasy football. I like yeah. fantasy football. So, you know, I'm, I'm sign me up for B. John going to a good offense. I mean, that's all I want. I just want Bijan in a good offense. I want – I. it's just imagine him in that Cincy offense. You know, I feel like that'd be on par with the Chiefs offense. I, it's just – it's it's a dream for me. I'll, um, I'll stop talking about it, though. We'll go to number 29, I think, is next. Um, New Orleans. We I believe we have the same pick for this one. Do you want to take it away? 
Yeah, Brian Breesy out of Clemson. He has a teammate that's still on the board for me. Um, so this is kind of a shocker, probably. 15 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. Versatile, athletic, can play multiple fronts, uh, multiple positions on the front. Disruptive length and strength to get to the quarterback. But I, we're getting to the point where a lot of these guys, uh, I don't know if they're going to be everyday starters or every down starters. Probably a rotational guy, uh, often loses leverage and can be pushed around despite his size and strength. Have him comp to Grover Stewart, who, I mean, some people may know, some people may not. But Grover Stewart's a good defensive tackle. Um, yeah, I think he's just going to be a solid prospect. I don't – he does have – he definitely has upside with the with how athletic he is, how versatile, how disruptive he is with his length and his, his great use of his uh, arm length. So he can definitely hit a higher ceiling. But I think his 50% outcome, Grover Stewart, very solid rotational guy and he'll always give you quality snaps. Yeah, and I, I love that comp right there. And I think this is a, a good fit pick for New Orleans. They lost three uh, players on that defensive line in free agency. They can kind of restore it. He's big, athletic, long. He's versatile to the line, and he can disrupt the pocket, which I think, you know, the Saints always love that. They've always had that guy who goes in and disrupts the pocket. Cam Jordan's getting up there right now, so he could bring some versatility like that to the board. Um, We'll go number 30, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They had the 10th pick earlier. Um, Who you got them taking right now? I have them taking Keely Ringo. Uh, I didn't. I don't really like this pick, I'm going to be honest. Probably my, my least favorite pick I've, I've mocked, but I didn't really have one for them here. I didn't think they'd spend another pick on an edge rusher because I had them taking Lucas Van Ness at 10. So Keely Ringo, 34 tackles, two interceptions, eight pass breakups, good ball skills, great upside. I mean, he has maybe the most upside at any corner, good patience and coverage, but Honestly, he's kind of sloppy, gets very aggressive, can leave himself out of position, um, and his teammates, he can kind of leave them out to dry. Slow in transition, he has very stiff hips, uh, so when he has to open up and chase a guy, he doesn't always get there, and he doesn't always regain that step, but great, a great aggressive corner that has great upside and can be molded into something, and I think learning behind James Bradbury and Darius Slay is definitely a way to get to that upside. I haven't comped to J.C. Horn, but I don't even really like that comp, but it's just really the only one that came to mind. Yeah, and it's kind of – we kind of diff, took different approaches for that 10th pick. Uh, you took a edge rusher, and I took a secondary. We kind of flipped here. So I have him taking the secondary first and um, an edge rusher next. I will say we got some more breaking news. Uh, for Philly, just came out. Uh, Matt Patricia is joining the Eagles staff as a senior defensive assistant in Philly. So they're no longer a top 10 defense is what I'm hearing. Um, oh, that's – what a shame. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Once Matt Patricia gets added to a coaching staff, it just happens. I don't know what to tell you. Um, we're, that's back-to-back episodes of breaking news. We're, we're like sham. You're on fire. Here, yeah, I mean, You're on fire. I'm on the phones every night, every day, 24-7. <laughs> Um, I have him taken Felix and Duke Uzama, DN Kansas State. Uh, Howie Roseman, he loves the pass rushers. He loves adding depth to that. They lost a couple in free agency. He's Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, second team All American, and I think he can be impactful 
on an already pretty good uh, defensive line. Yeah, um, Uzama, good frame. He's not the greatest athlete. He's not going to really wow you athletically, but very strong, very productive. And I think that's the strongest case you got for him. Great productivity in all of his college career. And he is rising up a lot of draft boards. He's a name to, to keep the lookout for. If it's not day one, it'll be early in day two that he hears his name called. And then this is the last one. That's uh, pick number 31, Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. Um, I'll have you start out. Who you got with the last pick in the first round? I kind of, listen, he slipped my mind while I was doing this, but I, you know, I've seen him move down boards because he's raw as a prospect. Miles Murphy out of Clemson, 40 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks. Prototypical edge. He's got great size. He's got great athleticism. He can be a productive three down player right now, I think, as a rotational piece coming in and out. Um, Needs to expand his pass rush set. He does kind of get away with his athleticism and he tries to use that all the time. Uh, reminds me a lot of an early Montez Sweat. Yeah, the Montez Sweat, very similar size. He was always trying to just blow by people, and it doesn't really work. You know, he's refined his skills a little bit. I think Miles Murphy, that's kind of where you're looking for his career to go down that path. And he isn't always consistent with his motor. He does seem to take the plays off sometimes. But I, that was a concern with Kayvon Thibodeau last year, and, you know, we've we seen what happened. So it's not really – I was just – I had to put something down. And, you know, I think that'd be a great pick for Kansas City because then they have a stud on the defensive side added next to Chris Jones. It'd probably be the second-best player next to Chris Jones after a full year of play in the NFL. I also have him taking an edge rusher. I just don't think um, Murphy's going to be on the board. So I went Keon White, edge rusher out of uh, Georgia Tech, uh, you know, they signed some players at the position, but I think they can kind of double down here. They add a long, powerful rusher in white. Um, he's a three-down skill set. Uh, he can play across the line, and it gives uh, the defense some options up front. They can be a little bit more versatile and can mix things up and send some different pressures on their um, on the defensive side of the ball. See, we're the same wavelength, you know. We're geniuses. We think alike. Edge rusher. Um, they got rid of Frank Clark. So it's a need for the Chiefs. And, you know, this, the 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 cool pick here, I guess, is Jalen Hyatt. I'll go ahead and let you know that it was Jordan Davis last year for me, okay? You remember. I thought he was a bum. He actually, he wasn't a bum in the NFL. And I'll admit, I'm sorry, Jordan Davis. I didn't expect you to be as good as you were in the NFL, although you still haven't really, you haven't beat the Jag allocations yet. But you're on a good start, and I, I'm willing to root for you. Jalen Hyatt, he's my new he's my new burn the pick. Uh, he runs nothing but a nine route. He's very good at running a straight line. That's it. He's Gabe Davis. And uh, why you know why do you want it? That's the cool pick here for Kansas City because people want to have another Tyree kill. They don't need one. They just showed y'all they don't need one. And they got Sky Moore and Justin Ross. I mean, come on. They got some young talent at wide receiver. <laughs> um, you know the Hyatt pick I thought he's getting mocked at Buffalo right now in some mock drafts and I was like like Gabe Davis I was gonna say it's just it's just two Gabe Davises I mean Gabe Davis he's a solid receiver we're giving a lot of hate but honestly I don't even think he's a top 35 wide receiver in the NFL 
maybe I, I maybe around top fifty. Listen, I know I saw the Alabama. I watched every second of the Alabama game. Yeah. I know what happened. Okay, I I know it was a masterpiece. He was destroying them. Go look at the variety of routes. Go look. Go at tell the me what route. Go what 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 routes did he win on? Other than nine routes, if you can know. find some, you send them to me. I'll watch them, and I'll I'll be proven wrong. But you can't. It's straight lines. Sometimes post. And if you go, shout out Matt Harmon, great analyst. Uh, reception perception. The stats are there that tell you he can't win on many routes. Listen, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't lie. The numbers do not lie. They're always right. Um, any other players? Because we're we're done with the first round. We're only doing the first round. But are there any other players that we missed in our mock drafts that we should look to see on night one of the NFL draft? Um, none that I can really think of off the top of my head. To be honest, I think we got. Most of uh, everybody's top uh, prospects, I think we did good to keep it in like the top 35, top 40 guys yeah. on those big boards. Um, maybe Anton Harrison, he's a he's a tackle. Great pass protector. I could definitely see him. Um, but yeah, I think we did I think we did good. DJ Turner, uh, Michigan guy. But I think right. it it's going to be weird to see how this draft goes because there's so many varying opinions. Like, if you go look at our draft, we don't have a linebacker going in the first round. Not uh, you know? like a true and, linebacker, like a middle linebacker, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a guy like Drew Sanders couldn't make it into the first round because a team, that's just their need, and they, they want that. But, you know, just off of talent, maybe he's not a first-round guy. So we'll, we'll have to see. Again, there could be multiple tight ends taken. We I think we both only have one currently, or yeah. maybe two. But – uh we could see a guy like Sam Laporta. We could see Dalton Kincaid. He's the sexy pick right now. You know, he's the guy that's getting player comp. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So you know, there's 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 going to be a lot of movement in the draft, obviously. And you know, we're not going to get this 100 percent right. Hell, if we yeah. get if I get six or seven of these picks correct, I'll be happy. But yeah, I think I think we we kept it good on the big board. I think it's a lot of top 30, top 40 prospects on most analyst list. Yeah, and like you said, we're probably not – we'll get some picks right. But honestly, a lot of these teams – I don't know about you, but it felt like a lot of these teams had a lot more needs than other draft years where it's like the picks can go so many different ways. Like uh, like Tennessee, that was my hardest one I remember. Tennessee had so many holes I felt like where it's like what's the biggest hole right now? It's hard to figure that out. So I think yeah. play or teams like that, it's very hard to come up with who you think they're going to pick. Exactly. And um, this draft, it's kind of a weak draft in terms of blue chippers, I guess. Like those top elite prospects, there's not many of them. And when you really go into, you know, you hear it, you hear analysts talk about it. There's not a lot of first round grades. What's that really mean? It's... You know, if there's 40 or 50 players in first-round grades, well, there's not 40 or 50 picks in the first round. What Really, I think they're misinterpreting that as there's not a lot of elite talent, right? And there's not in this draft. But this draft is really deep. Um, I think it goes two, three, four rounds of productive players. 
But fans, you got to understand, if a guy that you draft in the second, third round is a good rotational piece, stays on the team for four or five years, gets you productive snaps, that's a good pick. Yeah. You know, everyone wants a superstar with every pick. That's not how this works. Even a first-round guy, like I said with Brian Breesey, if he's a productive rotational piece, sure, you know, maybe he doesn't hit his 99th percentile outcome of being this disruptive superstar at defensive tackle. 50% outcome where he's a good rotational piece. Gives you solid snaps. That's a great pick at 29. That's all you need. Yeah. So I think this that's this is the type of draft that this is. Great depth, good, solid players, just not elite upside in a lot of them because they have, you know, size concerns or athleticism concerns or whatever it is. I think you nail everything on the head right there. Um, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Well, we wanted to live stream yes, we... the episode next week for the draft, do a live, you know, talk about it while it's going on. That's not going to happen. I've looked into the DMCA laws for every streaming service available. They're not going to allow us to watch the NFL draft on stream. And I think it's just a little corny if we sit here and talk while the draft is going on and we're on our phones announcing picks. I mean, we're not Mel Kuyper, you know. Why would you watch me when you could watch Mel yeah. Kuyper? So. I, I was going to say, the only thing we could do is if uh, we're both on here live on, on the YouTube channel and then we just have it on our TVs in the background. But I I just don't think the quality of that would be that great. Yeah. So, so. The, the, the day after or, you know, a couple of days after, whenever, because yeah. we got to get an episode out next week, we'll be talking about it. And it yeah. kind of lines up. We usually record on Thursday, Friday. The draft is on Thursday. We could do an episode Friday recap in the first round. Yeah. Well, um, I think that'd be the best bet because I really don't want to get into like reviewing those second and so yeah. and so rounds. So. Standout picks, maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We we digress, but we digress. um, yeah, unfortunately, we can't do that just with uh certain laws in place. But that's all right. We'll uh, like we said, we'll figure things out. We'll probably get a another. It'll probably just be first round reaction video coming up next, but um. We hope you guys did enjoy the mock drafts. I um, I enjoyed doing those two episodes a lot. I think um, last year we did one, but it kind of dragged on. I'm glad we split it up into two episodes, I will say. And I'm glad that I think last year we rotated. Like you were odds and I was even. Is that what we did? Yeah, something like I'm, that. I'm glad we each, uh, we each did 31 picks. I'm glad. I think it shows a little – versatility between the drafts so i think that came out really well but i think that's gonna do it for us today anything else wanna, you want to you want to put a bet on on who gets more picks right oh we want we bet you gambling man yeah yeah i mean what do you want to you know i mean financial freedom can be one bet away i'll tell you that so i'm, I'm down to oh, do oh, hey. <laughs> hey you got too much dip on your chip now. i'm not talking hey i was thinking you know two dollars three dollars you know yeah. Uh, hey, hey, hey. $4, dollars go get you a Wendy's faux for faux, you know, something uh, like that. Winner gets to pay the student loans of each. Ah, uh, mm, mm. mm. no, 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 not feeling mm. it. Oh, uh, we could. Win- yeah. Wendy, a Wendy's four for four. How about that? I'd say we, we'll do a couple ones. So we'll do um, who had the most right picks. Um, We'll also do over under how many I think we each get right. What do you think about that one? Uh, I don't know about all that. We'll, we'll set it at like 
We'll set it six and a half. Over under six and a half right picks. Oh, I'm over on me. You're going I, over? I got confidence okay. in myself. I got confidence okay. in myself. We, we might change that line a little bit. Nights leading up to draft night. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's draft season. It's that time of year. It's the best time of the year. But um, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We hope you guys enjoy. We'll see you next week after the first round of the NFL draft. Peace.